It's a bit different, isn't it? <laughs> today we're in today's guest studio. Yeah, I don't know where we are, but we're in a, a lovely little studio, which I'm really impressed with. And um, it's known as Studio Four in a, in a mysterious location. Yeah, it is yeah. very yeah. much so. Yeah. yeah, just kind of appeared out of nowhere. And but that is the voice of Rob. Yeah, you need to come a bit closer to my studio. That's we're, it. Yeah, we're. Uh, We've got Rob here, who's kindly said he's going to talk to us. I've come on your show loads of times yeah. and told my story, mm-hmm. um, and I've and I've been, wanted to get you on. You've got on a story to tell, haven't you? I mean, yeah. it, it is a story that has inspired. Oh, I hate the word inspired, but it yeah. has affected a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Why do you hate the word inspired? I love because it. inspired means that you're you're very worthy, but you're not. You just do what other what normal people do. Yeah, I've got inspired tattooed on my. On uh, my arm. Uh, yeah, you got uh, that just after you met me, didn't you? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I got it because I'm very worthy. Yes. No, but you, you know what I mean. Inspired means you, you almost to me you, you're goody goody. Yeah. Like someone, someone in a wheelchair would give me inspiration. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's 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 a bit patronising. I think maybe. Do you think? Yeah. I I I love the word. I I love that's that's the first thing I do when I wake up is I think how many people I can inspire for mm. the day. Oh, that's it. That's good. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't did, did have a choice. You just, you just turned up and said, we're using your studio. We weren't using it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I wanted to, um, like, we've become friends, I think, over the last couple of years. You've mm-hmm. been a massive support for Dare to Dip mm-hmm. um, and, and the podcast. You've, mm-hmm. you've plugged it on your radio shows mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. I know you've got an interesting story. I don't know, to know too much about it. Mm-hmm. I know you've had your struggles and, mm. and that, and I just wanted to give you the opportunity to not inspire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can we can inspire. No, it's yeah. it, it is because we, um, as you said when you first came on, blokes don't normally talk. Yeah. But now they do. Uh, that's one thing the pandemic's helped that people are talking a lot more and they're sharing and people are caring a lot more as well now. There is still a load of, so still a load of rats out there who uh, who don't really care. But on the whole, people do. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I certainly picked up on that myself. But mm. um, yeah, it's just trying to break down those barriers, that stigma around mm-hmm. sort of men opening mm-hmm. up about about mm-hmm. their mental health and, and things that they've been through. So yeah, absolutely, we're just part of that that movement, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know you you've got your own radio show. Yeah. But let's go back to the beginning. Mm. Um, have you always been a local lad to these parts? I'm not local. Can you not hear it? Can you not, can you not hear it? Where, where am I from then? Can you not hear it? Come on, you must guess. Don't look at me, mate. I don't even know where I'm from. <laughs> save, save me the uh, the embarrassment. I'm a Brummie. You're a Brummie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Me, can... I did get that from your accent, actually. No, no. I, I, people aren't proud to be Brummies because it does make you th- sound a bit thick, doesn't it? <laughs> but um, I, I've moved around a lot. I, I grew up in Birmingham um, in... Uh, in a suburb called Erdington, and it was it used to be called the village, and you used to go up there. It was a village green, and it was very nice. And uh, you go into into ta- well, the city was called the town, and I went to primary school on one side of the city, and went to grammar school on the other. We used to go across the city uh, every day, uh, leave about half past seven, go to school, and it was all safe then. I went back to Erdington about a couple of years ago, and oh God, it's changed. It is uh, apparently it's, it's a knife centre, the knife crime centre of Birmingham now. And the streets are awful, and it's just ruined my illusion. But Birmingham's changed. But I, I've still got that picture of a beautiful Birmingham in my head. How it was. I mean, it, it, there are there are good spots, there are bad spots, but it has changed. Yeah. And I, I started uh, working in W. H. Smith's uh, news agents. That's my first job. And if I ever went on Mastermind, my specialist subject would be pen nibs. 
Wow. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Please, please explain. Well, you remember WH Smith saying you have all different departments. So I was put in charge uh, of the pen departments. And okay. uh, in those days, people did buy fountain pens right. and cartridge pens and typewriters. And I went on courses for fountain pens and I knew everything about pen nibs and I still do it. And you can't, once you learn something, you can't get rid of it, can you? Yeah. So pen nibs and typewriter rhythms, I, I know loads about. And my, <laughs> my mind is full of useless information. Like that. Loads of crap in it. Yeah, like and like from there, I was good. I, I became the youngest manager in the country. Uh, I had my own branch in Worcester, and that was good. And um, then I met up with my first partner. Uh, he was Dutch, and he was working in the hotel next door. And um, long, long story short, I gave up a great career, what could have been, and he said, well, they're looking for flower exporters in Holland. Um, would you like to? I thought, adventure. So I gave up my job and found me mad, absolutely mad. I moved across to Holland and started the first, um, one of the first flower exporters for a long time. You, know, you see all these Dutch trucks on the road, backwards and forwards. Mm. Well, we were the first ones doing it. And it was backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards every week. Uh, I was an HGV driver with my own truck. And it was four nights a week on the boat from Harwich. And... Um, Four nights a week sick on the boat. I, I was travel sick for the first two years. And you know what it's like, don't yeah. you? Wow. Travel sick, you, you think you're going to die, don't you? Yeah. But then you want to die and you can't. It's, <laughs> it's that bad. And built up a big export flower business. And from there, opened a shop in, um, in Ipswich in Tower Rampart Centre. Huge florist there. We were one of the biggest in the, in the, in the area. And did that for loads and loads and loads of years. Uh, working with my partner who... We worked alongside each other. We were all right. We were meant to be in a relationship, but it wasn't really. It was looking back. It was it was lousy. And then uh, one day he um he got to see his mother in Holland, and never came back. Disappeared completely. All the money went. Uh, uh, about thirty grand's worth of money went disappeared, and he went completely off the face of the earth. Couldn't find him anywhere. Imagine what that feels like. Mm. I've got a business to run. I've got a shop to run. House to run. And there I am on my own. And how many years had it been up to that point? That had been 17, 18 years with him. And wow. suddenly, suddenly disappeared. Gosh. Okay, and then he disappeared. And then uh, he was a bit of a wheelie dealer, always had been. And then I was living out in the country, and one night, knock on the door, two men with guns come to get money from him. He owed them money. Mm. And um, he got involved with some, some travellers, yeah. and they weren't too happy. But anyway, sorted all that out. Found out he'd gone off to Mexico and started a life there and a few years later he, he was a big smoker big big drinker he died of liver cancer and lung cancer at the same time he just died and um i funny enough i got a letter from a dutch solicitor because uh, we'd made wills and i was named in his will and i inherited all his debts as well because oh. <laughs> you can inherit debts in the netherlands really but i declined it, it as all right and i i actually i worked hard in the shop in my shop paid off all the money i owed I felt good about it. I could have gone bust, but I got a bit of. I should have probably should have gone bust. But um, so when I, that's why I value money now. Uh, I really know what a, what, what ten pound is. Mm. I know what it's like to only have two, two or three pence in your pocket as well. Mm. So that's that stage. You're looking very serious, you too. Wow, no, that, that <laughs> is, I'm just trying to sort of comprehend that. That was a lot, all in yeah. kind of very short yeah. period. You kind of crammed yeah. it all in there. Yeah. But um, I mean, that, that's incredible. Like you think 17 years being with someone yeah. and then overnight yeah. it all kind of comes crashing down but yeah. there's still a lot of responsibility there so oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can only imagine the kind of impact on your 
well-being and your how, how did you cope at the time well the only i had to cope that was it there was no way around it i had to get on with it i mean i had um by that time i had probably 10 12 staff in in my shop i had a wholesale business flowers coming in i had bills to pay the only way was to carry on and i didn't know any other way you don't you don't reach out to family straight away do you with any problems mm. it's the last people you probably the first people you should go to but it's probably the last people i went to um my sister came in and helped me out she we said, right, let's have a look at all your finances. Got you all sorted out. And she said, right, we'll do this, 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 this. And you got it. that's what you need. You need someone like that. Whatever whatever problems or addiction you've got, you need someone else to, to help you straight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how long did that take before you um, told your family about it? Um, they never really knew the, the, the how dire it was. Mm. Um my mum died not never really knowing it. I, I wanted to keep from her because you want to protect them. You don't want them to think... Because your parents bring you up and they're protecting you, but it gets to a certain stage where you need to protect them, don't you? Oh, keep yes, it from them. That's yeah. natural. Yeah. So um, my sister and my, my brother and brother knew everything and uh, we got it. Uh, and we picked it up and I, I made a good business out of it. Yeah. And um, I had two shops. Well, I had several shops on one go uh, at one time. And... Um, then the the recession came, and no people stopped stopped buying flowers. Marks and Spencer was selling every petrol station was selling it, so florists weren't selling flowers. So the trade started coming down, and my landlord in in Tower Rampart Centre doubled my rent in in six months, and I couldn't afford it. So I moved into smaller premises. Trade went down. I think, what do I do? What do I do? And then one day, this another Dutchman came along. He said, I "Don't suppose you want to sell your business, do you?" Well, how do you bite someone's hand off without letting them know that you're desperate for it? So we did a good deal. I walked away, not much money, but I walked away and my stuff got, so it was good. But in the meantime, I'd started um, doing a little bit of broadcasting here and there. I was uh, in my shop. I was, uh, we could only get one radio station because we were set underneath the escalators. We got all the interference. The only radio station we could get was Radio Suffolk. And it was Leslie Dolphin who was on the afternoon show. And she said, if you want me to come and do a programme for your premises, let me know. So I got in touch and she came round and did a three-hour programme in my shop. And we were doing floristry on the radio. Now, that shows a good presenter, doesn't it? If she can talk about flowers on the radio and you can see it, make the picture in your head. That was brilliant. And um, we'd always done lots of publicity. And I was, um, if there's any media coverage available, I'd grab it. And she said, well, do you want to come in? She moved to the weekend programme. Do you want to come in and review my newspapers at the weekend? So every Saturday I went in there and I was reviewing the newspapers and back to the shop. Then there was a job behind the scenes. Each each presenter, except for he, each presenter has some, a researcher with them. And the guy who was with her on Saturday was leaving. So I took his job temporarily. And I loved it. So I was doing a sort of, I'd go back to my shop afterwards. Then one day my big boss came down. And he said, um, can I see you after the programme? I thought, oh, God, you know, boss has to see you. He said, uh, went up to his office, he said, we're starting a, a new academy of presenters, and we'd like you to be the first one. Wow. So I said, wow, me? I said, I don't know anything about radio. He said, we'll, we'll teach you, we'll show you. He, I don't know, I don't know now. I know, I'm, I'm still another bloke. I don't know now what he saw in me, what he heard in me. Mm. But, um, put me onto the radio for an hour every Sunday, and I was allowed to make every mistake in the book, you know, and I did. You cut people off, you do it wrong. It was just an hour. And it gradually progressed from there. And I was standing in for people. If people were on holiday, I'd go and do an hour here and there. And still doing my shop at the same time. And then when I sold the shop, I think, what do I do now? 
and two weeks later the vacancy came up at Radio Suffolk for the early morning presenter I got it and moved straight to the job so with two weeks unemployed almost I've got a career in radio yeah uh, it was amazing. it's just glorious fabulous yeah. I love what you said about the mistakes and you're allowed to make them as yeah. well because yeah. that's how you learn from yeah. mistakes it, it is in all sorts of you've no, you've listened to me on Felix Lowe Radio have yeah. you yes yeah, I don't, yeah. you make it, but things go wrong it's it's known in life it's known what, how to get over problems isn't it yeah, whatever exactly. you do it's don't dwell on it move on if you can yeah i think you're born to do this job as well that, that on the radio you're very good at what you do you mean i've got a gob <laughs> yeah <laughs> did, did you feel like a real passion for it once you got going with it i've it's i i compare it to uh, every day i'm on on air every day and 11 o'clock two minutes to 11 i am pooing myself i am so nervous every day every single day i am i don't get and it's like I imagine it's like I say it's like a bungee jump. There you are, one minute to eleven. I'm on the on the side of the cliff, ready to go. Eleven o'clock, I jump. One minute past eleven, I'm swinging. I'm happy. I'm, it's, it all calms down. It, it's like that. It, but the adrenaline yeah. is, is is huge. You get you get. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you get a bit nervous even before pre-recorded ones. Yeah, as well, yeah, don't yeah, you? yeah. And but then oh. as soon as you hit play, yeah. you wouldn't think you were nervous. I do. I get hyper. Um, mm. I I. You can see me now jumping up and down in my seat. I yeah. never still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where this desk is now, at Radio Suffolk, the desks are a bit lower, and my legs swing like this. Hmm. And my jeans used to wear through on my legs, where yeah. my legs were swinging. Really? I, I used to move. I can't, <laughs> I can't talk without moving. Yeah. And what have I got in my hand? Pencil. I yeah. can't talk without a pencil in my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always have to be. It has to be a pencil. Yeah. And if I was to drop that now, I would panic a bit. Yeah. You hide it well, Luke. When me and my dad come up and done an episode with you, we were in this studio. For well, about... I'm a bit anxious now because I'm on, I'm, I'm yeah, on the receiving end. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you, you you were saying you were a bit nervous before we went on air, then yeah. me and my dad come in this studio and we yeah. done like two hours. And yeah. when we left, my dad went, "He's natural." Mm. <laughs> so we, you come across like you're a natural, but you have got all these nerves. That, that first boss that I was telling you about, um, Gerald Main, he's he's he is. A legend in broadcasting he is he's so clever he's so so talented and he said to me when you go on the radio and you've got a guest you've got two ears and one mouth use them in that proportion mm. listen twice as much as you're speaking yeah so when i ask you a question and it goes quiet wait a bit and you fill that gap yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you you do and, and 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 don't work from a list just be natural for yourself and don't tell fibs because the listener li listener will know yeah mm. yeah they'll know if you're not yourself Absolutely. How long have you been in doing the radio for now? Probably, probably twenty years now. Yeah. On and off, I think. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, but it's 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 great work. But community radio. I mean, working on. I mean, there are plans ahead, which you'll get to know in the next few weeks. But working on community radio station, because at, at uh, Radio Suffolk was local radio, so we're talking to the whole of Suffolk. Mm. If I'm talking to Felixstowe Radio, I'm talking to people in Hamilton Road, talking to people who, who go to the same pub, they walk on the prom, they, they're on the beach at the same time. Mm. You know you're part of their community. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, you said that you, you after the um, florist yeah. incident and everything, um, you said you got through that and just carried on. Yeah. We've spoken before and you have had problems with yeah. mental health before. Yeah, real problems. Was, was that during that time? or? Well, that was... I was that was... Um, uh, my last few years at the BBC, I was I I went through loads of programs and I I did um, the early morning show, which is brilliant, the really early morning show because you're waking people up and uh, you're in their bedrooms and in your bathrooms. It's really personal. They're looking after you. I did the late night show, that's great as well. 
and I did the afternoon show. But then um, I got promoted. I got put onto the weekend breakfast show, which is what, apart from the weekday breakfast show, the weekend breakfast show is the big one. Mm -hmm. uh, between six and nine, you're talking to hundreds of thousands of people, Saturday and Sunday. And it was, I was the presenter. I had someone to answer the phones, but during the week, I had no one, no help. Mm. I was working, I had Monday, 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 yeah, Monday, Monday and Tuesday off. I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, in the office and Saturday and Sunday on air. So I had three days to prepare a program. That means I had to find all the guests, do all the interviews, go out around the, around the county recording stuff, come back, edit it, put it all together. And I was doing it and it was great, um, but I didn't have any help. And I'd heard about depression and I always thought depression was you had to be depressed, you had to be moody. I was the other way around, I was hyper. I was, I was everywhere. Like, like I'd been on, on drugs or something, I, I was really happy and bouncy and this and that. Then um, that was going well. And then I don't know it happened gradually. I was, I was sitting at my desk, uh, in in on a weekday i wasn't on air and i was looking i was uncomfortable and somebody said to me go home it was a voice i wasn't hearing voices i just had to get out of that place so i a big full office i so locked down my computer took my stuff and went home no one said anything because you are all on sort of flexi hours there and i got home i thought you should really tell someone you've left you should tell someone i was living alone then no but i didn't and i went in next day and someone said where were you yesterday i said oh and i lied about something I said um, I had an appointment or something. I, I just lied. It happened again, and uh, I made up uh, another excuse. It was really, uh, it was almost like panic, saying you need to be home. You need to, you need to go home because I felt safe at home. Mm. And when I got home, I thought you need to tell someone. And the next day, I went in, and um, well, this happened three times. And the third time, they got I got caught in the office. What's going on? Do you need any help? I said no, 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 nothing's the matter. I said I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. It won't happen again. It happened last one more time, and I got the sack. Um, and biggest shock of my life. What? Had I been a boss, I would have probably sacked me as well because I was unreliable. I was disappearing. I was just going out uh, work's time. So, what were you? What were you doing outside of work at the time? Nothing. Nothing. So it's, your life was driven around your yeah, work. Yeah, it and was what work. It was it was work. Okay. So I was going to work probably eight in the morning, coming home half past five at night, mm -hmm. and uh, absolutely shattered because you had a lot of work to do. It was probably too much for one person, but mm -hmm. I, I could have reached out for help. I could have said, "Look, I'm not coping." Of course, yeah. but I was coping in my mind. I was coping, mm -hmm. but it, it was getting to me. Did you have? Good, I mean, obviously your work colleagues, but I mean, were, were, were there any there that you felt that you could open up to? No. Nope. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I got a problem. I, de I denied so it. I, de I denied it into myself, yeah. but um, then when I got the sack, um, well, I, yes, I got put on garden leave first, and um, BBC supplied me with um, a psychiatrist to go to to talk to, and it was a load of bull. I mean, she didn't know what she was talking about. This woman, what, tick box exercise. It, it, well, no, it wasn't even that. She was trying to be very clever and saying, "Oh yes, it's, it's going back to childhood," and this. And that. It wasn't anything of the sort. Anyway, I went through that, and um, uh, then I spoke to um, a colleague of mine who was um, a barrister, and he said, we should get you for unfair dismissal. So I went to my doctor, and my doctor diagnosed, diagnosed me with uh, anxiety and depression. I said, no, I'm not. He said, yes, that's a, you are typical. So we went then to a tribunal in London. To um, uh, I got a free barrister, uh, 
to, to take the BBC to court. But the, the meetings to the BBC were in West London. So I was having to cross all the way across London. And that was making me worse. You know, the, the nerves of going there to see this barrister and see these people. Yeah. And the BBC have got, like many companies, got a lot of money. They got much more money than I had. And my barrister, uh, he was good, but not as good as the BBC. And it was making me worse. And I came away and I thought, I, why don't I just walk away and accept it? So I thought, well, I could carry on fighting. I might get money. Um, I wasn't going to go to the press and say what happened. So I just said, leave it at that, call it quits, and I'll walk away and uh, nothing will be said. And I've never complained about the BBC at all, about the treatment. Um, after I'd left, after it all happened, I understood that the, the, the rest of the people at the radio station got training in how to recognise anxiety and depression and uh, how to look after your colleagues. And actually, I went to um, a meeting of Suffolk Mind and one of my managers was there next to me, sitting at me. I said, oh, am I your guinea pig? But it, it, I, I'd got through it and I'd, I'd, I knew, I recognised that to take more legal work would have made me worse. Yeah. Okay. So to come away from it, and I've come away proud again. And I've, I, it, I took a little, a year out, um, uh, I went to Otley College to train um, autistic people in, in maths. And that was rewarding, absolutely rewarding. Then someone said, do you fancy coming back in radio three days a week? And I did. Building up from here, and that, that's it. But there's, I, I still have, I still have nightmares about those days at the radio station when I, I go back in and they've changed all the all the knobs and switches, and I don't know what to do. That, that I still get flashbacks of those, and I still get flashbacks of of um, uh, going across to Holland. So it's it's not clear out of my head. Yeah. But I'm handling it now. How's your mental health to, today? Then? Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I I I was on a course of uh, sertraline, like many people do, and. I wanted to stop it because and I asked my doctor and they said, you oh, better not. So I thought, well, what about if I stop it myself and keep an eye on it? And I went one month, two months, three months without it. And I noticed no difference. Yeah. So I told the doctor and they said, well done you. Uh, we wouldn't advise it, but um, yeah. my, my mental health's good now. And yeah. uh, it's given me, it's given me an insight into, into mental health now. Like when you were talking, did you did, did you wean yourself off that medication? Did yeah, you say I stopped yeah. it. I stopped That's it. a very important point to make, yeah. I think, because I was on that sertraline. Yeah. I was yeah. on a hundred milligrams, yeah. and I rang the doctors when I first started the yeah. cold water, yeah. and I said I want to come off them, and she said it'd be fine to just come off them, and I didn't wean myself off. No, yeah. I just come straight. Well, off I, them. I did. Yeah. My doctor said don't come off it. After about five days, every time I stepped off my forklift, it yeah. felt like electric was going through my yeah. body and everything. Yeah. I, I relapsed about. Two weeks later. Oh, I did. I did have. Um, I did have some funny experiences when I was in a restaurant and I could hear what the people were saying behind me, but not in front of me. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't quite with it. it yeah. That could have been it. Mm. And um, I suddenly became afraid of crowds in a supermarket. Or we, we, no, we were in a shop in Frinton on Sea. I can remember it clearly. It was just one of those tourist shops. I went in there, and suddenly it felt like all the all the shelves were coming close to me. I thought, oh, get out, get out, get out. Claustrophobic. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, and I had to get away from it. Yeah. Do you, is that the same sort of experience that you felt where you had to get out of the office? Do you think? Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. But um, that was so weird because I there was no reason for that. Mm. Mm. I mean, <clears throat> logically, you'd say. You need to go and ask for help. Yeah, yeah. And I probably would have got it. Mm. But uh, again, a, an employer uh, could say, 
right, we're going to take you off that job for now. Instead of sacking you, we're going to take you off. We're going to suspend you or find you or, or downgrade you or something like that. But yeah. So, yeah, get to the bottom of what, what was But, going of on. course, they're big companies. They can't keep their eye on everybody. Yeah. Mm. They should do, but... Which is why... How do you feel about them putting these things in place now? Are you happy, or do you Oh, feel, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Do you feel I, I, a bit I, like, I, I, I wish that was there when well, I was well, there? Well, of course I wish it was there, but um, I'm in a very good place now. Yeah. And I always think uh, you, you, you're, you, your life is planned out. And if I've missed out a couple of those episodes, mm. either bad and the good ones, I might not be here now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything, everything happens for a reason at the end of the day, well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, when like when I first met you, I understood what you've been going through. I've yeah. I've, I've been with people with addictions. Yeah. And I know it, and I I know what you're going through. I know, know the struggle, and I know just by giving someone you say inspiration, I would say probably hope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give someone hope that maybe I could that one day. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Have you ever self-medicated with anything to get away from her? No, no, no. I. I I, I I didn't even smoke. I don't like alcohol. But no, yeah, no, yeah. No. So what what was the so that period when you know you had that uh, that dip in mood and the you mm. know the depressive point where yeah. you with the BBC and you're off work. So how were you, how were you coping during that period? It was sort of a bit of a uh, daze. I don't know. I just I was just on a conveyor belt. Uh, go to work, come home. Go to work, come home. Just doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, I was doing it well. My my shows are really good. But I was putting so much work into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a for a for a two hour radio step show here now, I probably put in four hours work, which is a lot. But that's the best ratio. But there, I was probably putting a lot more work. Yeah, I was um, editing down to get the, the the best results. I was scripting properly. I was making sure I got good guests and maybe a little bit too conscientious. Mm-hmm. But that that's the way it went. Yeah. So. Your, your mental health's good today, which is great. Yep, yep. What are the sort of things you do to to help look after your mental health? Now? The best thing I do is I, I oh, oh in that time as well. I used to go to the gym regularly. A friend of mine, he's got a gym in his own back garden. He's ex army, and we used to train together. And I stopped doing that. I started going back in November, and uh, I'm loving it. It's just it's just de- weights really. Yeah. And it's the days that I don't want to go. That come, I come away best. I think, oh, I don't want to go today. Yeah. And do a session in the gym. I come at gym and I come out. God, I could tackle the world. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. do. You, you, yeah, naturally, you feel like that. Yeah. I guess the same endorphins going around your brain as yeah. what yeah. Um, an, an antidepressant do. And I, and I, this is only my experience, mm. but from what you're saying as well, I don't think they work. Like mm. I know that's controversial, mm. and they help some people, but they do exactly the same as what drink and drugs do. They just mask over the problem. They don't fix it, so it's a temporary fix. I you think. still haven't got yeah. me to go in the sea yet, have you? No, but I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one stage um, when when I'd first been left on my own. And uh, uh, he'd buggered off and all this. I'd, I'd got two dogs as well. And um, well, that's a story because we had one dog. And uh, as I said, he was alcoholic. He went into it one day and came back with another one. Uh, he he, he bought, bought one at the pub, a Doberman. So we've got two Dobermans, yeah? I didn't know they sold them at the pub. Yeah, <laughs> no, they sell everything at that pub. Yeah, yeah. And um, this Doberman wasn't all there. He's a bit crazy. Okay. Anyway, I, I was up one morning early. And I was walking down near Flatford along the, the river there. And it was a misty morning. This is quite poetic, actually. It's a misty morning. I walk along the river there. And it was, the fog was coming up and I heard this noise. And I looked up and there was a flock of geese taking off out of the mist, off the river, into the sky. And I looked at that. And then I said to myself, whatever happens, they can't take away that beauty from me. I can enjoy that. 
Mm. And that was yeah, it is. It, 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 it was like that. You yeah. could you could see it. You can imagine it. The mist, yeah. and it was absolutely beautiful. And now, when you go down towards Cataway, there you see you hear those Canada, Canada geese, and I think it yeah, it's, it's a call for me. It, it was beautiful. But that was the stage where I think I was almost self repairing in my head. Mm. I love that. Mm. 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 You can yeah. you can see it. It was that noise. Look, at, I've got all goosey now yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. No, very. I like that. It doesn't take a lot to make me emotional. Do you want a Kleenex? Yeah. <laughs> Should I get matron in? You're right. Yeah, no, that's nice though. That, it, that, that, I love hearing stories like that. Mm. I think that's why you're so good at the radio and that as well, because I was proper just drawn into the, that story. Did that. I paint a good picture? Very good. Radio, radio is pictures, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. I always say radio is a picture because you saw those geese taken off, didn't you? Mm. You saw those. I geese. saw it. Yeah. But. You both had different pictures. You yeah. wouldn't have seen the same picture. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Like when people listen to me on the radio, they they see, if they don't know what I look like, they see different people. You'd see someone else. Yeah. Apparently, I, I sound fat. Really? <laughs> How do you sound fat? I don't know. Someone <laughs> said... Oh. Apparently, I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you, you're flashing your body all the time. People wow. know it, don't they? Yeah. Oh, dear. I've got to get my kit off and go in the sea again. Yeah. 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 On the 12th of July, we're doing a special dip. Yep. Um... And then we're having an event after. I'm going to invite you to it. Uh, is that my birthday dip? Is, when's your birthday? 8th of July. Oh. Mine's the actual 12th, so... Oh, <laughs> my God. Go, oh. It's no coincidence I set a whole day it's up. double celebration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Let's yeah, have yeah. A, I get my diary out now. Oh, diary. Yeah. Actually, I work with pencil, 12th of July. Yeah, Monday, isn't it? No, it's June. July, July, July. Yeah. July. Am I here? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, here, yeah, look, you're your really, birthday, yeah. I've got you my birthday, but yeah, look. But, well, that's, that's because I spoke to you about the event already. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 12th, 12th of July. That's in my diary, that's your handwriting, so. Yeah, <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> On the 12th of July, we're jumping in the sea, yeah. and I'm doing a special dip at midday. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. My friend Melton, bless him, he, he committed suicide years mm. ago. Um, he's, he's I'm going to stop you. Yeah. He didn't commit suicide, because commit means it's a crime yeah right. it's not a crime anymore he, he, he died by suicide yeah because you're giving the blame on him yeah by yeah, committing yeah. and he didn't that's that's and i always pick people up on that because people who take their own life yeah they're not committing a crime anymore they no, used to yeah, be yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah I like that. that's tough but uh, yeah he took his life yeah yeah i like that mm. um and we're doing a special dip for him we're going in the water at midday his mm. family are coming down getting involved in have that. you arranged the weather for me Sunny, yeah. sunny, yeah. It, no, it's going to be freezing. Is it going to be here or is it going to be in the Caribbean? No, here, uh, it's going to be here. And it's then going to be after, a beautiful sunny day, isn't it? We yeah. knew that. It's going to be a beautiful sunny day. Yeah, mm. yeah of course it will. The sun yeah. will come out mm. whenever I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. then, but then after that, at Nutshells by the Sea, I've got some people coming down doing a talk. Um, we've got, we've, we give back to the community. We mm. give out 30 free tickets for people to come down. I'd like to invite mm. you to that and maybe say a couple of words if you're up for it. Well. I can't say you, you, you. I can't say no now, yeah, can that's I? That's why I'm asking <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we'll, we'll do it. But yeah. I, you do need to nag. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you do yeah, need we'll, to because it's one of those things where I don't feel like go, but when I get there, I'll, I'll enjoy it. Yeah, mm. but there's no pressure for, mm. on you whatsoever. So I don't need to come then. But you, but you 100% <laughs> have to come, and you have to nail the speech. <laughs> do. Don't, don't we draw that? So yeah. with these podcasts now, who do you who do you hope is listening? Who 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 are you aiming at? Is it a one person or some people or? Oh, we've said before, haven't we? Like we generally think that the the right person will will 
this this will land in the right ears. So mm. each episode will fall on the right people. But I should let you answer that because I've done too much talking. No, <laughs> no, never. A bit of talking as well. Um, no, no. I, I think I think for me, obviously, I came in. What was it? Episode five or or six or whatever yeah. it was. Um, so I came in um, after a few episodes, and from just sharing my story, I I ended up inundated. I, I had. Probably about 20, 20 or so messages. And how do you share very it? Very quickly. How, how is it? How is it publicised? Uh, so it goes out on YouTube, Spotify, mm. and then I'll create a, like a preview video, mm. and then that will be shared on all social media. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, you know, it, it, it goes out into the ether, and depending on who we've got on, it then shares on to other people, and it yeah. kind of mm-hmm. it branches out. Mm. But um, yeah, now we've got a good few episodes we're, we're yeah. going to try and get it on Apple. And that yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. And do you, do you play them raw like this, or do you have to edit? Uh, minor edits. I don't like. Um, I mean, to be fair, the only thing I'm really editing out or taking out or doing anything with is is just it's like. If I so, say something stupid, no, I usually leave that in. Yeah. That's that's the key uh, point. Po- potty mouth doesn't yeah, matter, yeah, yeah. does it? No, 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 not uh, at all. It's a, it's an honest. It's. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to see it almost as like a share. So mm-hmm. as someone sharing their story mm-hmm. or their insight into an experience that they've dealt with, yeah. and come out the other side and kind of come out more positive and they've, they've grown from from. Because the way you two do it, you don't even realize there's a microphone here do you it's so, like no and we but that's what we do, with, do with, get, with guests we, we'll put the speaker on sometimes mm. and start a conversation up with them they mm. don't even know it's on and then they'll yeah. go when are we starting like we're, we're halfway would this it. work on radio do you think it would we'd have to watch our mouth <laughs> a bit more <laughs> well, well i don't like i don't mind swearing a woman said to me once uh she complained saying she's not listening anymore because she doesn't like the swearing mm. so i told her to <laughs> because if if you're listening to people's honest stories and they're tell, to opening up and talking mm. about suicide, mm. talking about drug addiction and that, and the only thing you get out of that is offence from swearing. It's because someone, frankly, you can fuck yeah, off. because <laughs> someone dropped an f bomb. That's the bit that you focus on. You're yeah. not focused on the fact that, that someone's come through something horrible that they've dealt with and they've managed and they've mm. come out a better yeah. person mm. at the end of it. And that's the key part. And of how our story do you know? How do you know the validity of their stories? How do you know they're telling the truth? Are you do you got to take? I mean, they might be libeling someone as well. Of course, mm. yeah. yeah. But I it, think people come across genuine. I don't think people would want to share some of the stuff they're sharing if they known it. If it, it's not going to help. So if I said, if I said, there might have been one or two. If I had some, said something, <laughs> if I had gone something really controversial, would you have stopped me? No, no, oh. no, not at all. No. You can say well, honestly, uh, uh, genuine. Uh, uh, we're, 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 we're open to anything on I've, here, and I've opened up about. Well, Shall I tell you about Sam now? Now <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I, I generally, I generally think we we um, pride ourselves on having honest conversations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. talks, and we don't necessarily have to agree with people, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we're we're not going to shut them down. No, and I, mean, I, I, I think we've both we've both been very honest mm-hmm. about things that we've done and mm-hmm. our own experiences. Mm-hmm. So, 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 what number am I then on on the on the podcast? Uh, let me think. Fifty. What? Yeah. What? Three fifty. Yeah. Four, what? Four, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, we've done a lot I'm of I'm going to terminate this conversation now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scraping the barrel or what? Yeah. <laughs> Who can we get? Oh, we're out no, in the no, country. No. Let's call it Studio 4. Just, and, and, get him. And the guests are just getting bit, bit, bigger and better, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Too late now. Oh, God. <laughs> you should come with that tagline. Wow. But no, no, obviously, the, the more we share of ourselves, and I think, I mean, I've been very honest about some of the things I've been on here. You've, mm. you've been incredibly honest yeah. about the, your own experiences. Mm. And I think that... That 
that tends to lend to people wanting to open up more. Yeah. Um, I, I am an open book. Obviously, there's certain, obviously my job and certain aspects of my life that I don't talk about because I, I can't mm. and, you know, that, that's just not what I do. Mm. But, um, you know, when it comes to my own mental health and, and how I manage and how I cope and how I get through and what works for me, I'm, I'm very open about because I think regardless of whatever I do for a living or, or, you know, people I know or people I interact with, I think there's benefit to it being mm-hmm. open and honest and all it does is encourages others to want to Absolutely. do that in return. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of, sort of positive messages, but I know that's when I know the thing, the podcast getting more popular now because I'm starting to get a lot of hate messages or people yeah, well. yeah, no, on, on my Instagram, but that comes with it. But it like, does, it, it does, yeah. You, you, said, you said that before, you, you, you've told me about some of the <laughs> hate messages or little comments he gets uh, on social media. I do. And, and I think, yeah. I think, for me, that's... that's Oh well, it's like a good sign. You put it in kind of quotations. Yeah, it, it means that people have an opinion on on what you're doing. I, I got trolled a couple of months ago, really, really badly on social media because really? I was interview, interviewing Therese Coffee. Okay, yes. It, well, it's my job to do it. Yeah, and the, the, it was it was vile, absolutely vile. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people, I, I, I was putting out there. I, I was telling people what was happening. And they said, "Well, I feel sorry for you." I said, "No, actually, it's doing my profile really yeah. good because so many people are coming and having a look." Do you know what, Rob? That's the mindset I've got about it now because there'd have been a time. But do you, right? do you know the people who are doing it? Because I found out who was doing it. I was so shocked. This really? woman, yeah, this woman and, pretended to be someone else. Well, that's a, a lot of the. It's it's fake profiles, and it's normally a picture, a profile picture of a cat or something like that. <laughs> but they're hiding behind a fake profile. But yeah. there'd have been a time where I'd have focused completely on that negative yeah. comment, but I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it shows me how far I've come. Yeah, so yeah. and and automatically, and it sounds silly, but when I read a hateful comment now mm. i think yeah mm. <laughs> you know what i mean like mm. it's it's grow the page is growing that's but why sh- then it shows your own personal growth doesn't it absolutely that's why that's why yeah and and also what you've got to take into consideration as well is that if someone has gone out of their way to look at what you're doing and been nasty and spiteful about it that's that's not an issue with me as no. a person it's an issue with them and there's no, something is. that they need yeah, to address yeah. for themselves so in a way you sort of got to feel sorry for him I, mean, I, I, I said that when we the first few episodes that we kind of released and put out there that we, we had a couple of comments come in that were a bit negative but mm. for me it's, uh, it's plain and simple like yeah. if, if people don't like something about what we're doing mm. we're not forcing you to listen let's yeah. give you another analogy it's not it's not the uh, the geese this time when i was a florist if i sold 10 bouquets they'd go out perfectly yeah no complaints if i sold a thousand i'd get a couple of complaints yeah. so it, the success brings you're going to have yeah. some mistakes yeah. you are going to you are going to never screw never, up sometimes exactly right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you're never ever going to please everyone and well it's something i've learned in my career since i've gone up into you know, being a manager i like it's impossible. You're you're not going to mm-hmm. please everyone, yeah. and you have to make tough decisions. And you, you sometimes you have to give bad news, and people are going to have an opinion on you. And Absolutely. some people might and like that, you, some people won't like you. But it's, it's about being thick skin. The most important things to realise is that you don't have to please everyone. As no. well. do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, that, yeah, yeah. and since I've realised that, because I've always been such a people pleaser and wanted everyone <laughs> to love me. Mm. Now, that was a big lesson for me. I mean, yeah. I've spoken about that before. Yeah, yeah. Like, having to learn the fact that it's okay yeah. if not everyone likes you. That's mm. fine. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not every that's, that's natural. That's, growth. that's yeah. growth. And once you get past that, you're, you're unstoppable because mm-hmm. all you can do on these things with podcasts and my social media and Jack's and, and yours is just be true to your own self and your own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing that and it pisses people off, you the only person that, it, that whose opinion matters on yourself is your own at the end of the day. Yeah. It's nice. The, like, don't get me wrong, I do like other people's opinions still, 
but I only focus on the positive ones now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit about the negative. <laughs> but that's come a long way because someone said on the video recently that oh they'll get a hundred comments on a post and there's one negative and they forget the ninety nine and only yeah, focus on the negative. That. And there'd have been a time where I'd have been exactly the same. Yeah. But now I've switched it and I and I'll focus just on the positive. I get it sometimes when I'm on air and you get comments coming through and suddenly you get a nasty one. But it hurts. It hurts immediately. Yeah. And it does pull you back a bit. And you've got to... You question yourself. Yeah. You? Yeah. And I've learned now as well to read the messages properly before I read them out. Because there are some naughty boys out there. Try, yeah. try, try <laughs> to catch you out on purpose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Wayne Kerr. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all fallen for it. But, yeah. But no, radio is, is a great medium. And it, it is, as I say, so personal. Because you, you listen on your own. Yeah. And what you're doing is because people listening to this podcast now, they won't be listening in a group. Mm. They'll maybe two it's people. Personal thing. It's personal it? thing. Like, yeah. like if you go to the cinema with someone, you're with them, but you're watching on your own, aren't you? Yeah. You don't talk really, do it? You know, I mean, you you have a popcorn or whatever, but you you don't really talk. So you are watching on your own. So it's it's very personal what you're doing. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. 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 What about if you got it wrong sometime, uh, and you might uh, affect someone the wrong way? Do you do you feel like you got a social conscience? Not there? really, because. I, like you, you said at the very beginning of this podcast, you learn the most from your mistakes. So mm. if you get it wrong and you owe someone an apology, yes, mm. it's important to put it right and apologise mm. if you're in the wrong. But sometimes just because someone else thinks you're wrong and, about an opinion, mm. and if it's true to you, mm. you don't need to apologise no. because it's your, it's your opinion and yeah. all, it, all it is is yeah. an opinion. And, and do you know what? I think the important part of that as well is when you do make a mistake or you do get things wrong, it's being able to accept it, accept it, be humble, accept that you've done something wrong, yeah. do what you need to do to make up for it or apologise or whatever it may be and, and, then, and then learn grow from, from it. it. Learn yeah. from it. Grow, yeah. You grow and you, you, you come back better and you adapt to it and... That's that, yeah. So that's quite an important skill to have, really, because yeah, some people just fail. You can't be you can't be arrogant and not think that you never do anything wrong. Yeah. We're humans, but it is important to. That's why I, on my da- each evening before I go to bed, I do a daily reflections with myself, which they teach me in the fellowship I'm in. Have you got a God? I've got. Uh, we spoke about this before. No. I, I I I believe in something. The mm. power of the universe. I've got a something that's higher power, bigger mm. than me. So you're conscious of something there, but you wouldn't like. Conscious. You wouldn't I don't like know pray. what it is. I you're... don't. I don't. Yeah, I pray. Yeah. I pray for for other people because I feel it gives me comfort. I feel like we're all connected. I I pray. I don't necessarily. I wouldn't go to church. Nothing. Believe there's a god on a cloud or anything. I don't know what it is. I don't think I need to. Mm. But I used to live and run off fear for years. Mm. And now I run off faith. My life has changed drastically. I don't need to know what it what's up. So that's yeah, that's a faith rather than a church, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's in your head rather than the building and the establishment. Yeah, yeah. and I um, well, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm turning the tables round now. That's aren't I? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it back anyway, in Rob. What about you? I've got a God. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Um, it's uh, I was brought up Catholic, and uh, you get up with the Catholic yeah. guilt. I don't go to church now, but I've still I still yeah I believe in God. Yeah. And did did you find that it helped you for your for your times? I don't know. I I I don't. If I pray, I don't pray for results. I pray for strength and guidance and yeah. help me through it. So probably it did, but I don't know. Okay. I don't say oh um please could I win the lottery this week I don't don't do that or or please can you can you sort out my money problems no no but I will say look I'm going through a tough time if there's something there and I believe there is um I think there's I can't see other any reason for us being here if there's 
Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I always think as well we're owed an explanation. What the <laughs> what the fuck is this shit show all about? <laughs> we're, not, we're not owed anything. So. Yeah. No, but if you just died and there was nothing, it'd be, well, we wouldn't really know. But uh, well, I'm like, not anxious to know. So yet. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm not in no hurry to find I out. I don't see it like that. I, the, the, you know, if it, if it ends now, I think we'll just think what the amazing possibilities that the world we live in has to offer. Can yeah. I have your car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I want your car if you die. <laughs> uh, I'm his new best mate. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well have the yeah, show. I, I, don't, I don't see it like that. I've, I mean, I grew up, um, obviously, at the school that I went to was very Catholic. I had morning service every day. Mm. Um, it got to a point when I was sort of 10, 11, where it kind of just didn't, it seemed pointless to me. I, I kind of drifted out. But it was a. It was a personal feeling. I was never pressured into it by yeah. like, parents or yeah. my upbringing. Um, the school environment that I was in very much promoted it, but it, it wasn't something that I took to. And mm. 10, 11 years old, I drifted away from it, completely turned myself off to it. And then for most of my life, I, I had no connection with religion or, or a higher power or anything like that. And then I think after I went through kind of my health anxiety and finding out about my, my dad and you know not being able to meet him and... Um, sort of connect with him in that sense I think that made me want to believe in something more of a, mm. a higher power or, or some sort of spirituality and that that just kind of developed into my own feelings around it I don't believe in the kind of organised churches that we have in place now that's not really my thing I don't no, take but to I that. take my hat off to people that do it as well because they've got a faith I think yeah and I do, I do and I, I still I, I have a big I'm a big fan of churches and that environment and that, that being able to go to a place where you can you know, you have very, very personal feelings in there, and you can, you know, you, you could. That's uh, not a sense of praying. I, I don't believe in that too much, but it's like it's just having that spirituality, and um, I kind of believe almost in multiple gods or, or those those kind of mm. that feeling of it. I don't feel in like do you, one faith. And do you know what makes me laugh is when when I was younger and that I believed in God through school because of what we got taught and everything, mm. and then. Um, and then as I got a bit older, I thought, it's a bit far-fetched. Yeah. And then when now I'm a bit older again, I think, well, what's not far-fetched about it? Whichever way you look at how we're here, it's all far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the, even the Big Bang Theory and yeah. all that, that's far-fetched. And, uh, so. and at the end of the day, I've seen the effects that having, you know, being part of an organised religion, I can I see the effect they're going to have on an individual and yeah. turn them into a better person mm. or, or, make, or make them... Yeah, can make them turn their lives around. Yeah. So for me, that's hard to just deny that and say that that's complete rubbish or not believe in it because it has that sort of impact on individuals. We're, so we're, as humans, we're very selfish people. We're all drawn into ourselves, self, self, yeah. and self. And I think what um, having a faith and believing in something bigger than you does is take you out of self. Yeah, it does. And, yeah. and when you are in self, you're using drink or drugs or being selfish and harming mm -hmm. other people and that because you're so wrapped up in your own little world. When you think and give it give it up to a, something that's bigger than better than you yeah then it, it, it's only going to be a positive i totally respect that, that for me like i had my own belief system but i, I respect anyone else's belief in, in something mm. like that mm. as, um yeah who are we to say anyone shouldn't believe like and on the same with atheists as well like is do i say that right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah well the same with them. They're they're entitled to their opinion and everything as well. And I was one for a while. Do you know what Me I mean? too. Yeah, did I, mean? I, yeah. I, I, I once when I was at Radio Suffolk had an interview with um, a, a Muslim leader, a Sikh leader, and the Archdeacon of Suffolk, and they're all in. And I, I'm following that. I had an atheist. No, the atheist came in first, mm. and we're talking now because I was doing a religious program. And then the Archdeacon came in. I said because the atheist, he was 
really, really good man. He was a Christian with a small C. He was a very, very good man. And I said uh, to the Archdeacon, I said, he's a lovely bloke, but it's, it's a bit, to me, it's a bit like having a cup of coffee with no milk in. He said, Rob, it's like having coffee with no coffee in it. There was nothing. He, he said atheism. He, he couldn't. He couldn't counter it. Countenance it. Uh, just yeah. you don't believe in anything. Yeah, it's fair enough though. Not. But you, I, I, I could, I couldn't. I can't understand someone not believing in anything. Yeah. I mean, some people, some people um, think um, there's nothing there, so you just got to enjoy life here. And I suppose that, if that, that works. That, for them. And that, that's an element of my own beliefs. I think. Yeah. I think. I personally do believe in higher power. That, that's my. But I also believe, why panic about death? Don't worry about death. Just enjoy what we got in front of us and yeah. the opportunities and the, the you know the beauty of the world. Like mm. you know what you experienced With back the then. Like yeah, like being able to experience stuff like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's that's the important stuff in life. Yeah. It's not it's not panicking about death. Yeah. It's making the most of what you've got in front of you. That's absolutely right. I think like like um, they went in the fellowship and they mm. say one day at a time. And I used to think they meant don't drink one day or take drugs one day at a time it's not it's live one day at a time like, yeah if, if the only times that we are caught like uh, emotionally get anxious like fearful and that is if you're thinking about stuff you've done in the past or you're thinking about stuff you've done in the future you know if you just live in the day there's no fear and anxiety there do you know what I mean? Do you, yeah. If you think about it, the only times you're fearful or anxious is things, you've, mistakes you've made in the past, or if you're playing into the future too much. Of course. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It is. <laughs> if you just take it each day, you'd never be anxious. Unless, like, something bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you, just said, you just said something really, really strong, oh, and then just... Yeah, it, oh, it, 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 it was almost poetic, but yeah. then uh, all of a sudden... We almost, yeah. had, almost had some geese flying off there. It's, so it's, it's a work in progress, <laughs> this anxiety. Can we edit that bit out? Cause, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll leave it in. Oh. <laughs> At about 45 minutes, we went into a load of nonsense, but we'll, we'll keep it in. Yeah. yeah. So, so go, just getting back to you, Rob, obviously, because you are the focus of this episode so as I should be absolutely <laughs> but um so where you are at your life sort of looking back at the things that you've been through do you do you still have moments now or or do you just do you cope with things better or no if... the only moments I have now no I, I I've got to a certain age now that um you've made every mistake at least once mm-hmm. and something comes up I mean uh, a bill comes in or someone dies you think well I've been here before and uh, I've got experience of it when when you're younger, everything is new. You've never been there. Mm. But uh, I think I think probably I have experienced most stuff now, and no, nothing is going to phase me now. I don't think so anyway. Mm. I've, I've experienced death. I've experienced um, uh, horror, uh, violence, um, good stuff. I, I think I've been through it all. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's kind of looking back on those tough times that you have been through. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be individuals listening who maybe have similar or maybe even the exact same situation that you were in. What sort of advice would you give to people Ooh. going through the same same things that you did? That's hard. That's it. That is hard. Um, let me think. What advice would I give? Let's enjoy that silence now. Don't feel the silence. I've got to get what advice would I give? Um, talk to someone. I think. Uh, yeah, talk to someone. Find someone. Just somebody. It doesn't have to. Uh, I would probably avoid find find someone you can trust. Really, just to just to talk. Start talking. That's it. 
I've never been stumped before. You've got me. First time ever. I can't answer a question. It's it's brilliant. I don't know. You're welcome. What what would I, <laughs> <laughs> what would I do? Someone asked me what to do. No, I think talk to someone, or or or, or make a list. Uh, tell them, write all the things down that are really affecting you, and then uh, that's a bit cheesy. And then write all the good things down on the I other side. Don't think it's cheesy at all. It is a bit cheesy. I don't it, no, it's it not. No, no, it's not. It's not cheesy. Um, I mean, I, I thought there's nothing wrong with cheese. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> no. not. I love cheese. Yeah. Um, Stinky cheese. So, I love. Someone threw a lump of cheese at me once. I said that's mature. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> tumbleweed moment have you got that sound effect rob <laughs> but writing stuff down is um is very powerful as well like you said at the time you didn't realize how bad things was until yeah. you were out of the situation yeah, yeah. whereas i think if you're writing stuff down constantly and, and like journalizing stuff yeah that, that's, that's what, what i do, do now i do that you, now, yeah. you might notice things at the time and be able to do something about it and talk to the people what i tend to do now when when i see somebody i know i say hello how are you and they'll answer and i say and how are you because mm. the first answer they'll give is all right, yeah, mate. Course, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But ask, good, mate, ask yeah. again. Say, how are you? Then? Is everything all right? And yeah. and then you get that's that's a bit more caring. Yeah. And if they don't answer, then okay. Yeah. But you can normally tell, can't you? If give you them a chance someone, to think about it. Yeah. 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 You, I mean, I pick up in a lot of my mates now. You, I can normally tell when someone's a little bit down or they've got something playing on their mind. Mm-hmm. So that first one. Yeah. How you doing, mate? You right? Yeah. And it'll always be yeah, yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. How are you though? Yeah. And then you usually get them. Get them I'm get, not gonna. Exactly. This, is, this is what happens. This is what I have to deal with, Rob. You know. Thanks for asking, But it's important. It's important to have those sort of conversations with people. And I think I think you can you can really change someone's day like that. And I, you know, just picking up and taking a few minutes just to really speak to someone. All right. So you you ask me, and I, I say fine. You ask me again. I said, oh, I feel shit. What do you do then? Then do you want to go? You, no. You don't, want, you don't want to go. You don't want to talk about it. No, I don't think no, they'd give you the right, second mate. answer. Well, look, I, I, tell, I tell you what. If you don't want to talk about it, mm. we'll leave it for now. But I'm going to send you a text later. Mm. And if you want to talk, then that's, that's absolutely that's, fine. That's good. I'll accept yeah. that. Yeah, that's good. That will do. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually did the same thing with someone I haven't spoken to for a while, and I'm thinking actually I'm going to see him on Friday. It's um, it's someone living with um living with autism right. uh been locked in the house for a year and um oh, yeah. the first thing you d- first thing i'm not allowed to say to him is how are you i'm not allowed to say that mm. talk about everything else but i sent him a message saying Look, i'll be around friday afternoon and um i'll be there help us too and not may i come but i'll be there help us too so, but uh, yeah you've got to be careful you've got to, you've got to know the person of course you do yeah, yeah. definitely yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you ask people twice and then they say they're not all right, then that, that opens the floodgate up and then they'll start telling share, sharing. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Anyway, hopefully. Yeah. I think it is so powerful um, to, to to talk, like you said, mm. like for, mm. for for a long time. Like I was, I was I know, suicidal I know what words to use as well. Yeah, it is it is difficult. Yeah, yeah, but the power of talking. I said I shared it in a video yesterday. Mm. For, for years had suicidal thoughts and it wasn't until I opened up and started mm. speaking about mm. it that, that I started to actually heal mm. from it so it is important I, think, I love your answer by by saying um, talking as simple as it is I think you overthought and thought you were giving too simple of an answer but no, it's, cause it's I've, true I've never I've never been honoured enough that someone asked me about that yeah you know I, 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 I've I do this, and I'm talking to people, but not personally, not face to face. Don't yeah. see their eyes. But yeah. I think that's, that's another element of the podcast. I think we really, 
want to push is mm-hmm. each individual that we have on mm-hmm. they have their own experiences mm-hmm. absolutely and, yeah. and when you go through tough times like that you always learn something each individual will have something that they can give back yeah um and i, I think that's that's the important bit you haven't got to be you know some celebrity to be someone to give advice or no. someone who's like a I don't know, like a public speaker or someone who's yeah. important. Talk, you haven't got to be of, like that. Talking of celebrities, doesn't it really get you fed up that some celebrities are on? I'm looking at loose women, and they're coming on every other week <laughs> with what's wrong with them and depression and a bit of anxiety, <laughs> and, and and they're telling everybody about it. I'm thinking. Uh, is that I've, right or not? I don't know. I've never watched Loose Women, so I can't you, comment. Whatever. I haven't. You, I've, need, you really I've watched Loose Women, but it's not the daytime show. <laughs> oh, <dear>. no. <laughs> oh dear. That was a different program. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Is it time um, for medication? No, yeah. I, mean, there's, there's, I mean, it's a popular show, so there's an element of what they're doing which does appeal. Yeah. Is it for everyone? No, yeah, absolutely but, but you not. You get some of them on there, and um, oh, it's, it's almost like I'm almost going to have a jingle made like Illness of the Week. <laughs> illness of the week. What you got? Oh, I, I, I'm anorexic this week, or uh, no, I'm depressive uh, this week. And, and, uh, and breakfast television uh, as well unfor- is doing it. Unfortunately, it? There's, there's a part of society you know, that tend to thrive on that sort of thing yeah, now that yeah. pe- people like to kind of promote well, I, what I, they've got wrong with I them. Watch it. And, and, <laughs> they, and they thrive on it. Yeah. Um, for me, I uh, think that's the overall goal of what we're all trying to do, though, is get people talk about it more of course so. yeah and I, I just think yeah that's, just, you, that's if, the same that's the same as when we were talking about those negative people that we get comments from if you don't like something or you, you're not into it or whatnot it's just you know loose women as it is i i i will admit watched, you love loose women. i watched i watched a few episodes back in the day daytime tv when i was at uni mm-hmm. but um it, now it, it doesn't play a part in my life and that's not something i'd be interested in so i just no, I'm, I'm talking about celebrities with their problems. Of, and, yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah. you're showing it, it sort of cheapens it a bit, and it makes if you make it too ordinary, too matter of fact, um, it cheapens. Oh, it doesn't cheapen it. It takes away the, the I, severity of it. I think um, the genuine ones, and like you said before, mm. you can tell if someone's being honest and genuine. So mm. if they're being honest and genuine and talking about it, and they've got a big following, then I salute them for that. But these, are, these are actors as well. Yeah, so. when you've got some people. Well, yeah. I'm so glad we got you on. Um, and, and it was nice to turn. You the said table. you wanted ten minutes. Yeah. Sorry. You said you wanted ten minutes with well, me. What are we up to now? <laughs> Uh, 59. Oh, wow. Yeah. We go. We're nearly bang on the hour. We've, uh, we've, is it we've nor- just got a quick ad break. And then... <laughs> is, it, is it my normal hourly fee? Yeah. <laughs> that was bang on an hour. We're getting good at this. Have you got anything else you'd want to add? No, no. I, I, I just admire you for what you're doing. I think we need to get out to a much bigger audience. Of course. And yeah. I'd like to consider if we can do anything with radio with it because... Um, We've got to try it, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. It might not work, but shall we try it? I'm, I'm up for a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I won't swear on the radio. Uh, the, only, the only thing is I've got to teach you how to edit audio because I'm not going through getting all the bleeps out. But um, Yeah, no, I won't swear on the radio, but until then you can all... Yeah, I know, but that, that will change you, though, though won't it? Yeah. That, if you hold back well, on If we're allowed to swear, then I will. No, yeah. I, I, perhaps we can have a late-night radio show. Mm, mm, mm. It's only when you're passionate. Motherfuckers. <laughs> This is what I've been part with, Rob. That's the best way to best way to finish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And Thank you so much, Rob. So Thank you, you so much for coming on, mate. You're going to find your way out of uh, Studio Four, then somehow, are you? Yeah, I'm going out the window. <laughs>